Case number one. There was no mystery about the cause of death, a bullet hole in the back of the skull, or when this 19-year-old male had died. Together with his brother and father, he was among the 8,100 Muslim men and boys murdered by Serbian soldiers when they swept into the eastern Bosnian town of Srebrenica on the 11th of July 1995. The young man had spent most of the intervening years packed into a mass grave with several hundred other corpses. When his remains were unearthed, his skeleton was reassembled and a small block of bone, sawn out of his right femur, was sent away for genetic testing. The analysis threw up a close match with another skeleton from the same burial pit, and with one of the 100,000 blood samples provided by surviving relatives of the massacre victims. A few months later, on the 19th anniversary of the atrocity, their mother laid her two sons to rest. She buried them alongside her husband, whose bones had been identified from a different grave a decade earlier. Case number two. This 25-year-old woman with a strong family history of breast cancer attended the genetic counselling clinic with her husband. They had come to find out the results of her recent screening test. The doctor explained that she had a point mutation in a gene called BRCA1. She wanted to know what that meant, so he spelt it out for her. It was a change so small that it could be easily overlooked just a single typographical error in the genetic code near the start of the gene. However, it had implications. After further discussion, she went home to think it all through. When she returned a few days later, she told the doctor that she had decided to undergo surgery to remove both breasts. Case number three. Another mass burial site filled in haste, but this time in England. Most of the 188 individuals in the three plague pits near Hereford Cathedral were children between 5 and 15 years of age. They had died in late spring 1349, when the Black Death had already killed half of the population of mainland Europe and was approaching its peak in Britain. Analysis of the material sampled from the teeth of several skeletons in Plague Pit 2 showed DNA fragments which matched the sequence of Yersinia pestis, the bacterium which causes bubonic plague. Case number four. The egg was one of a clutch collected from a nest beside a dry stream bed in the Sisa Basin of Hunan Province, central China. Even though the egg was somewhat past its best-by date, samples of its contents revealed DNA fragments in good enough condition to be analysed. The DNA sequences were published, to great excitement, as the first glimpses into the genetic makeup of the egg-laying dinosaurs which had slipped into extinction over 65 million years ago. These four cases illustrate, in various ways, the immense power wielded by a mere molecule, deoxyribonucleic acid, or DNA. It's in my DNA has entered the vernacular. We take for granted the scientific credo of the genetic code, namely that the millions of instructions which create life and enable it to be passed on to successive generations are engraved into the structure of this molecule. DNA technology is something else that we believe in. Devilishly clever techniques, 
now so commonplace that they have been robbed of their magic, can amplify an unimaginably tiny amount of DNA, deduce its sequence, and match this against a vast library of reference samples. As a result, a nearly invisible skein of cells swabbed off the inside of your cheek can determine whether or not you fathered your child, or committed a crime half a century ago, or are descended from Genghis Khan. The DNA fingerprinting techniques used in Case 1 have also helped to give names and identities to unknown soldiers from the First World War battlefields, to work out the ancestry of Ötzi, the Bronze Age hunter-gatherer who died high in the Italian Alps over 5,000 years ago, and to track the extent of interbreeding between the Neanderthals and Homo sapiens some 60,000 years before that. Cases 3 and 4 remind us that DNA underpins the existence of all living organisms, except for those viruses, which anyway are not strictly alive, that are based on DNA's close relative, ribonucleic acid, RNA. As well as clinching a bacteriological diagnosis over 650 years post-mortem, Case 3 highlights the extraordinary longevity of DNA. Like the Dead Sea Scrolls, fragments of the molecule can persist in a readable form for millennia, and possibly for tens of millennia.